Anthony Brownell here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM with none other than MnDOT Mike, Mike Doherty, Minnesota Department of Transportation. Hey, Mike. Greetings. Good to have you back. Yeah, happy March. It is. We're probably, what, four weeks away from the we're, the transition from winter to highway construction season. Pretty close. You know, Mother Nature gets to dictate the final, uh, you know, decision. But, uh, you know, traditionally, yeah, we're, we're about a month out, you know, maybe a little longer depending on how things are. But, um, you know, MnDOT's been hard at work kind of planning and getting people organized and uh, looking ahead. So we're, we're ready when those, you know, bulldozers show up and, and uh, the barricades begin. I, uh, I've been anticipating a rather tedious summer for those who make the travel to the Twin Cities often. Yes. 52. Yeah. You know, I thought, you know, we could spend a chunk of our, our morning here talking, you know, just maybe kick off some of the construction stuff that might be pertinent to, you know, the listeners of, of KROC. Um, you know, 52 will be, um, that focal point again, because that is, you know, for the Rochester area, that is our heavily, most heavily traveled state highway. Um, you know, going to the cities, people coming down to, to Mayo Clinic or, you know, heading to Lanesboro or Bluff Country. Um, so, uh, we're looking at probably, you know, mid April, I think, um, for, the resumption of the Highway 52 project that people have seen the past couple years, you know, it's between Zumbrota and Cannon Falls. Um, we we put down a, a new about six mile uh, stretch of southbound pavement um, up in that Hader Highway 57 area. Built the interchange last year, so this year it'll be north of that that area, um, kind of near that where the County Road 9 interchange is. Um, yep that you might take if you're heading over to Northfield, that area. You go north of there, um, up to just south of Cannon Falls. That'll be um, uh, one portion that's getting reconstructed, the southbound lanes only. Um, and then also south of uh, Hader, sort of as you come down the hill towards Zumbrota, um, you'll, that'll be uh, also reconstructed. And then they'll be doing some uh, bridge replacement right at the, I, I think it's the Zumbro that crosses there just south of the, uh, you know, the Welch Road, County oh, Road sure. 7. Yep. So what people see again is that, that, that single lane, both direction traffic in the northbound lanes. So, um, you know, it's, you're still open, uh, but during those key travel periods, often the, the, you know, the morning and afternoon commuting times, and then especially like the weekend, essentially, Friday afternoon through, you know, Sunday afternoon and evening, you know, we're squeezing down four lanes to two lanes um, in a couple spots there. And so that'll be a challenge for folks just, you know, making, you know, kind of a mental note if, if you're planning to, to get someplace and you're traveling in those times, just be alert that it, it may take longer. Um, it, it sometimes can back up a little bit. Um, and then if you're turning off any of those on Highway 52, we will be, you know, changing some access, uh, closing some points sure. at grade. So um, that's less so for folks here, but that's one thing to remember. Like if you're going to say like the, the Sherwood campground or something like that coming north, 
you might have to look at a different look route. You can't now. make a left turn there. So seeing as you don't have major bridge work this year south of Cannon Falls or south, you know, Zombrota to Cannon Falls, you have yeah. just that one smaller bridge yep. that you're talking about. What's the timeline on this if the weather cooperates? Well, they'll want to get going like I think the last I've heard is, you know, that mid-April. I think they wanted, like last year, they wanted to get going right on April 1st, and they realized just yeah, things are not thought out. <laughs> and, um, you know, there so there's some restrictions that way. But as soon as the, the weather, you know, has firmed up the roads um, and they're not going to get a lot of moisture or freezing. So I'd say in that April 17th area yeah, okay. is when they go. And then they're, they'll work all the way through, you know, the end of October, early November to finish up again. Um, so it will take all the way through the construction season to do this. Yeah. Cause there's, you know, they're reconstructing all those southbound lanes. So it's, it's not just a repaving. So they're, they're tearing off the old pavement. They're digging down that, that road base and then putting back in all the, the gravel, the clay, the dirt, everything, you know, the layers that go underneath the road. Um, so in the end, we're going to get something that really holds us for a long, you know, decades and decades to come. Um, and that road will be built on a good base, um, where now it's, it's under, you know, the one that was from the 1920s or thereabouts. So. Oh, really? Um, that old base was still there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot down there. Um, wow. And like I, you know, I know what we've mentioned, it, it wasn't on the current road, but you know, if you get off just an edge, you can find, you know, where, old highway was because it had this little bumped curb um and so when they came through again they they took off some of that curb but those edges still pop up because you know in current times we've widened the 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 lanes so suddenly you know those more narrow maybe 10 foot lanes you know now we're at 11 or 12 and so those edges still kind of bump up and that's why we would see over time uh the you know the the pavement would deteriorate in, in kind of some odd, it right. looked odd to the public, but our, our materials people and engineers, they knew why it was doing that. So that's why we're just clearing it all out and getting it. That's wild. Base. The old 52 was messing up with the new roads. But with the advances now that we have in engineering these sort of projects too, I mean, I yes. imagine that the base is a far more complex process than it was even when that thing was redone, probably probably in the '60s. Yeah, they're they're much more, um, you know, critical. You know, looking at at the materials that are put down, the actual kind of rocks. You know, the, how they're crushed and how they fit together, and the base, and making sure they know how to measure the compaction so that that road doesn't set. You know, you don't want to put you don't want to put your concrete on there and then have it settle oh, yeah. six inches or you know something. So they make sure, and they've got ways of measuring how that is. Um, so it's, it's a strong base and then even just the, the, t- the, the subtle tilt of the road, just so the drainage, so everything can flow off, flow down in the ditches, get away. Um, which will be, you know, I think we can hit on later is, is just how that, that moisture can oh, be yeah. the, the worst foe of roads. But yeah. Well, that just project, the pooling on, pooling on a road, you run into, you know, an old road that where that happens, you can hydroplane just like that. Yeah, hydroplane, and then there'll be fissures and cracks where that moisture can get down in, yeah. and then it does damage as the seasons progress. And um, yeah, and I was going to say, just you know, fifth on the topic of fifty-two, then there's a project that's not in our yeah. district, 
but it's north of, of Cannon Falls. Um, and that'll you be, get to say, this isn't my responsibility. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have information we can help folks, but, um, you know, it's just, you know, I think again, it's just having that awareness that yes, winter is going to fade and then we'll, we'll move into construction and, and people see that the good end results of that construction, but the, it's the, the middle part, like living through the construction. That's the tough part is so knowing before you go, you know, you can at least, you know, make a move, do something different. Um, but 52, North of Cannon Falls, they're going to be repaving um, that road, but they're going to put down um, concrete. So they'll be, um, and that's a much more um, tedious, laborious, um, you know, there's cure time for concrete. So you can't just pave and then have traffic on it uh, within a few hours. And so um, that'll be starting in April at some time as well. I believe their plan, it's a two-year plan too. So um It'll be most of it'll be concentrated to the north end. So, you know, like that Rosemount down to say Hampton area, Coates, kind of that's where you'll see much of the, the work taking place. You know, they'll start on one side, you know, northbound, southbound, and then they'll, we'll have traffic again in that single lane in both directions in, um, one set of lanes. And then as they finish, then they'll flop you over to the new pavement and then do the rest. And then the next year, they'll move further south uh, and get that second half uh, that's closer to Cannon Falls. It's north okay. of that county. Yeah, so it's north of County Road 86. Um, yep. So after you, you know, kind of, you know, more or less the Cannon River or as you cross those railroad tracks, that's a good reference point to know yep. that just, just north of there is where um, that work, that's the south end of it, and then it moves north. That would be the old shortcut that we used to take to get over to... 35. Yep. Yep. And this is where the traffic really gets heavy, too, as you head towards Roma, Rosemont. Things really start to pick up. So, yep. Yeah. Oh, it really starts okay. to build. Yeah. So it'll be interesting in a sarcastic way. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll take a break. We've, we're talking highway construction, a lot of it coming up in this next construction season in the southeastern Minnesota region. MnDOT Mike is with us. Mike Doherty from the Minnesota Department of Transportation. Uh, Rochester today. News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's hy Smoking Pork Sale. Pretty with the Minnesota Department of Transportation is with us. He's filling us in on what we can expect during this busy uh, highway construction season. They're always busy, but this year's, and this is, I have to emphasize, this is just the Minnesota Department of Transportation projects that we're talking about. There'll be a whole slew of other projects associated with the counties surrounding Rochester mm-hmm. and including Rochester and the cities. So yeah, we'd be, here, good, we'd be here for a week trying to describe all of those. Yeah. And that's a good point. Um, you know, we've done it now for a number of years and, and we're planning to do so again somewhere in that, you know, first few weeks of April. Um, we team up with the city of Rochester and Olmstead County um, construction and kind of present all of our construction projects to kind of help the public, you know, rather than piecemeal and go, oh, you know, hear about one group later and one group here. And and it helps distinguish, too. Like if you have questions or issues, you know, you know that if it's on a city street, you talk with the city of Rochester. You know, if it's out on the county roads, talk to Olmstead County or if it's a state highway. So, you know, folks can watch for that news coverage because it does it, it'll hit the, the high points, the you know, the high impact projects, yeah. but it's a good way to kind of group it all together and show that, 
we do have a vast transportation system in a, in a variety of folks that are in charge of it, but um, it takes a lot of work to keep it up and maintained. And, and so we've, we've had good luck with that each April and, and, and look for that um, as okay. early April starts. So we're getting an early preview here is what we're getting yes, for the MidDot yes. projects. Yes. We're getting the scoop. Okay. Some of this we've <laughs> talked about before, though, because Highway 14 out by Byron, you have a project. Yes. Um, so we're going to be somewhere, I think it's in, um, you know, that April time frame. Again, they're looking at starting, putting a, a J-turn um, at County Road 3. So if you're heading west from Rochester, it's that, um, you know, it's that, just before you get to the, yep. the, the stoplights in Byron, um, there have been some, uh, serious injury and fatal crashes there. And so just sort of, you know, as an interim measure until, you know, we can move down the line towards an interchange at some point, um, we're putting a J turn in. So it's, it doesn't allow you to cross all four lanes of the highway if you're coming from the county road, but it allows you to continue there. You just need to, to cross over into a, a separate lane over against the median, make a U-turn, and then move back over into a, a right-turn lane, and then you can continue on the county road. Um, it does allow for uh, left turns from the highway. There's a separate, you know, routing that way, but it just sure. helps break some of that up a bit so you're not – that's the more difficult ones is when people are trying to – coming from a county road and they want to cross that highway speed – um, four lane, um, divided highway. There's just so much to keep track of left and then right. And then, you know, people get piled up in the middle in the median. Oh yeah. We've had some, you know, I call it the, you know, kind of the, the turtles on a log kind of look because, you know, if you've ever seen that where turtles all get up there, you get vehicles in the median and some are going north, some are going south. And then a couple others want to turn in there. And pretty soon you've got a, a weird stack and everybody's trying to figure out. Who's going first? And, and there's also traffic approaching us at 65 miles an hour. Um, it's just a, you know, it's just a bad recipe there. Um, so we're going to be taking care of that. Um, and then also at around that time, it'll close the, the access of, uh, Country Club Road where you come, you come out onto the eastbound Highway 14. Right. Right. So. Um, and that was part of it's, the, it's the same road. If you go straight across, that becomes country club road. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you can connect into country club road, but like three county road three, but then country club can continue. It's kind of behind like the cook excavating and some of those yes. businesses. Yeah. And some of you those go around the curve that, and you're there, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's mainly used as a write in, you know, for folks there and just. Some time ago, we had an agreement with Byron that as we started developing changes, we would close that to kind of improve safety. Um, so folks can watch for that. Um, then they'll be putting in some cable median uh, barrier between Byron and Rochester. Um, but that won't be until probably in the August time frame, okay. September. Um, and that should also, you know, improve safety. You're just watching some of these winter crashes. Um, of last week, um, somebody compiled it up in the cities and I was astounded at the number of vehicles hitting that cable median, you know, coming down and, and striking it, but it kept them down in the ditch or back in their own lane rather than crossing over at whatever speed for a head on crash. So nightmare scenario. Did, yeah. 
and they do work. I mean, people are critical of them. Sometimes they feel like it shreds up or, you know, really debilitates their vehicle if they slide off the road. But we can't guarantee that you're going to gain control of your vehicle, um, you know, and then cause, you know, really a tragedy if you go down and up the other side of the, the median there. If you're going fast enough when you hit the cable fence, depending on where it's at, yep. there's a pretty good chance you might end up on the other side of the road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and occasionally we do get some, depending on the snowpack and stuff, where, um, you know, and where they're placed, that sometimes people jump over that even. So it's, yeah, it's just, and so it's another good safety piece along that that busy corridor. Um, you know, one aside that I, you know, hadn't noted was there is also this group with, we're working with Olmstead County to develop um, uh, a cr- interchange, uh, a set, you know, project uh, or, or design, I guess, um, at um, County Road 44. Um, 60th Avenue. There. Yeah, 60th Avenue. Um, we did close the median last summer, and, you know, it, it has improved safety. We haven't seen, you know, any real reportable cl- crashes that I'm aware of um, there. Um, and since, you know, in we were already working with Olmstead County at that time to develop a concept for an interchange there. We've had some public meetings, and I think, you know, they can watch probably in the next month or so. They'll probably be the final concept or the, the preferred alternative of, that they'll put out um, of how that design will look. Um, and then and then it's a matter of, of you know, finding funding. But I know um, lots but of folks you, have been working for that. You say finding funding. This, this has become a really expensive project. The latest estimates I saw were... What fifty million dollars, something like that? Maybe I'm a little high on that. No, it, it might it may even be more than that. I mean, you you got to factor in just looking at how inflation has affected so much of the materials and whatnot. And then you know, anytime you move, you know, that area is is got some more complexities to it because it's got the railroad um, that you also have to cross. And then um, you were looking yeah. at con- connecting Seventh Street as you come down the hill from the Montessori School. Be providing a connection over um, 14 to connect to the the area on that side, um, you know. So, you know, it's 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 more than just say an inter- a, you know a simple interchange. So sure. Um, but yeah, I think um, you know folks have worked really hard at it. We've had lots of good input uh, input from the the public, um, and they've had some thoughts. You know, whether you're a resident nearby you know, the businesses or even just people that use it, you know, commuting or getting to some of the locations. Um, they've tried to factor in some of those, con- those, you know, approaches and things from people. So I think in the end, we'll, we'll, we'll have a pretty good plan, but you're right. It, it'll be, you know, a significant um, cost item, but I think in the end, it'll, uh, it'll help that area and, and definitely improve safety. And for the future as well, but being the, yep. Being the curmudgeon, I'll say. You remember they built the Metrodome for fifty-four million. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we have to take a break for news already. Uh, we're talking with Mike Doherty from the Minnesota Department of Transportation, as we like to call him Mindot Mike on Rochester today. We'll come back right after the news break here at News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM at ninety six nine FM. How well do algorithms answer your question? Any morning. With Mike Doherty, Minnesota Department of Transportation, MinDotMike. We still have 
We still have a few more projects to talk about before we wrap this up. The preview of the summer highway construction season for MnDOT. Yeah, I've been almost a little too chatty today. So ah, <laughs> it's Friday. Yes. What else do you have going on in this region? Well, you know, I thought for folks just traveling, you know, um, you know, look for Highway 61 over between Lake City and Red Wing. Um, we're going to be resurfacing that, but we're also going to be putting in a bypass lane that's kind of up, um, you know, closer to Red Wing uh, so that you can pass people. Um, you know, there are, or I should call it a passing lane rather than a bypass lane. Um, and so that was uh, one of the things that we we developed in um, our looking at freight manufacturing, talking with those people. Um, there are certain roads where they would prefer to have a passing lane because, you know, if they're hauling, you know, heavy stuff, trucking, Rocks. Um, they haul a lot yeah, of rocks pe- up there. Yeah. People, people stack up behind some of those vehicles. So give, give an outlet. So we're able to do that there. There will be a detour, um, early on. You know, it'll start after July 4th. Um, and early on, there'll be a detour just north of Lake City that essentially, you know, if you're just going to Red Wing from Lake City, it'll zip you kind of northwest and you connect with Highway 58 and you come into Red Wing that way. So pretty easy. But there are also some good, good connecting roads, county roads to get you back to 61 if you're going, you know, say to Frontenac or Frontenac, someplace sure. like that. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, Highway 57 over in Casson, um, year two, um, we had the kind of north of the downtown area uh, reconstructed last year going up just to the fairgrounds area. Um, so that's all done. But now we're going to be um, focusing right on that sort of Main Street around the railroad tracks there's going to be a a smaller mini roundabout on the north side of the tracks that will replace the traffic signal okay um, and that will remove the last traffic signal in dodge county that's it huh Uh, yes (laughs) so um and then there'll be a fuller roundabout to the south of the railroad tracks you know where you have a you've got a county road kind of coming in at a skew and then you know it's it's just a yes i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, and it's a little, you know, that's, you know, more at those passing times of, of morning commuting, evening commuting, you get a lot of traffic in a roundabout will, you know, be safer and better address some of those traffic patterns there. Um, so that will provide, you know, there will be a detour for folks. Um, you won't be able to get through right there. You'll just, you'll go a little to the west and then you can move into the, the downtown area if you're going to the stores, the grocery store. Um, but if you're just, you know, if you're heading to Manorville, We'll just keep you going a little west and then north and then back, and you'll come into Manorville um, from the west side there right by the river. So keep that in mind. That starts in um, in April, but I think it should be okay. wrapping up in July. And then, um, you know, if you're down in kind of the Chatfield area to the west, Highway 30 between Chatfield and Stewartville, we're replacing a couple bridges um, right there just to the west of the river of in Chatfield and then out at Cummingsville, which is about, I don't know, five, six miles out. Um, so there'll be a little detour there for folks um, if you're heading west. Okay. Why not east on 30? You have to take the whole road out, don't you? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, east too. That's for okay. sure. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, how you it's, doing it's, that? Um, I'm just thinking if you're coming from Chatfield <laughs> and going, going west. But, yeah, e- either direction you'll have okay. it. And it's nice because it drops you just down to the south a little bit on a county road and you come into Chatfield um, just kind of south of the grocery okay. store there. All right. I thought, wow, how are you going to pull that off? That would be a stunt. <laughs> yeah, that would be a challenge. 
All right. That, uh, I'm sure. So we'll hear a lot more about these construction projects coming up uh, in early April when you have a big gathering with all the other the counties in the city. Yep. And I'm sure we'll get updated throughout the season on how well they are going as well. But there's a pretty good outline of what to expect. And the other thing that we can always expect in Minnesota this time of the year, potholes. They're already here. Potholes. They got here early this year. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of, I don't know if this is just an anomaly of, of a, you know, a year of weather or if this will be more of it. But yeah, we had more above freezing temperatures. We had rain, you know, in January, True. February. Um, and all those things start to work on that freeze thaw, um, that affects the roads, you know, the moisture seeping down into cracks. Um, then if it's freezing, you know, it starts to, to break, you know, the, the contraction and the expansion, um, and the traffic on top of that. So we are seeing a number of potholes, uh, maybe earlier than we normally do. Um, we're looking at now, you know, I think soon. I don't know when, um, but they'll be putting on those spring load restrictions. Those will be coming up, kind of keep your eyes and ears open for that. So if you're, you're hauling heavy equipment or oversized loads, that can affect, um, your routes depending on what the, the load restrictions are. Um, it doesn't really affect, um, us as motorists, you know, in our cars and stuff, but, um, that's one way MnDOT is able to protect the roads because you think of, you know, as that, I think the, the frost line was up, you know, in that 35 to 43 inch range. And as that decreases, it loosens up and softens up that under belly of the road, so to speak. And, and it's, so it's more movable. And if you have heavier traffic on there, it can damage the road. So we wait until that really dries out, firms up and gets a stronger base again. So that's why we have those restrictions that pop on in the spring and then run a period of time and then they remove them. How will they enforce those? Uh, commercial vehicle inspectors. Um, okay. So, you know, we do run into situations where people either, you know, they should have an awareness, but they, you know, may claim that they aren't aware, um, or just are, are flaunting, um, the law thinking that, you know, what they do is not going to have implications, but that, you know, you do get these reports of these, you know, smaller roads that suddenly have some damage and, and people try to find out you know, who was on there. Um, you'll see that too with, uh, you know, these gravel roads. I mean, we saw some issues, just this freeze thaw. And then we have this freeze, you know, there were a number of school districts that they weren't putting buses on the gravel roads. Um, oh yeah. They got really icy there for yeah, a bit. earlier this, you know, this week because they iced up. We even, you know, temporarily advised no travel on that stretch of gravel that we have on highway 74 north of Elba. Um, because our, our road grader started sliding off the road. They had to put chains on it. Um, so just, you know, and over the course of the day, that all melted, but it, it does make it kind of, you know, gummy and, and much more squishy. <laughs> so. Oh, I bet. Um, the potholes themselves that are forming now, can you, can you even patch them yet? Is that happening? Yeah. So they've got what they call a cold mix. So it's more of a, a gravel petroleum mix. Um, so it's not hot though. It's not, um, it's stuff that can, you know, get tamped in and kind of spread out and hold, but it's not, it doesn't have the, the adhesion, the adhesiveness to it that'll kind of tighten up across a pothole. So over time, it'll, it'll kind of come out. It's sort of, you know, kind of like loose tar, I guess is. So it's a temporary know, as, as, patch. 
Yes. Yeah. But once like the, the bituminous plants open that start heating up, um, you know, making the, the asphalt that we put on the roads, then they, then we can get some of that and put down more of a, a longer term patch on it. But so right now it's, it's sort of, it's patched, but we'll probably be back depending on the weather and the traffic just because it'll, it'll bounce out. It'll, it'll, you know, come out over time, but it's the best we can do at the time. And then you'll see our crews out doing some crack sealing, trying to seal up those cracks um, when it's still cold and, and they're they're wider so they can get the, oh. the mix in there. You know, because as it gets warmer, everything starts to expand and those cracks don't seem as as noticeable and it's tougher to to get them filled then. So that's we have got some key times where we fill that as well. So if I'm driving around and I spot the one that can swallow a Volkswagen or something like that. Yes. I imagine that you want to hear about that. We do, you know, and that's the thing is, is we've, you know, just in our district, 11 County, we have over, you know, 3,700 lane miles that we're in charge of. And, um, you know, we don't have enough people to put a person on every mile. So, you know, we do really, you know, rely on the public to keep an eye and ear out. We might know about them, but it's always good to call in. So you can call our, our main Rochester number, you know, it's 507 Two eight six seven five zero zero, and report it there, and um, or email me, um, my, you know, Mike Doherty, I'm Michael Doherty, D O U G H E R T Y at state m n u s, and I can get that information to folks as well. But um, really take into account, you know, the landmarks, the mile markers. You know, we're on the state highways, so MnDOT handles state highways, um, but that'll help our folks because you know if you say it's you know, it's on Highway 52 between Rochester and Pine Island. That's a pretty, you know, vast ocean of, of road to kind of find it. So, you know, and our folks are running around doing a lot of th- repairs, whether it's cleaning up snowbanks, you know, repairing guardrail, um, replacing signs. So they've got a lot of things. So if we can kind of give them a much more precise location, we can get out to it and get a crew to patch it up and, and help out. So and we appreciate the, the public's help in that. Okay, remember, for the information that Mike just gave you, that would be MnDOT. So only state highways, if it's a city street yep. or a county road, nah, call the county. Or yeah, call con- the city. contact the city you're in if it's a city street or, or the county where you reside. All right. We'll take another break and return with more of MnDOT Mike. Mike Doherty from the Minnesota Department of Transportation on Rochester Today, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Get a head start on the summer window roofing and siding season. Call the Minnesota Department of Transportation, MnDOT Mike. And Mike, lo and behold, I'm watching, I think it was NBC National News. Yep. And there was the Minnesota Snowplow Naming Contest or whatever you want to call it. I yeah. Like, oh, yeah. this is pretty cool. Yeah, they sent out a news crew. Um, you know, and if you, if you really break it down, you look at how they filmed it. I mean, they used a lot of cameras and, um, kind of gave, you know, the nation a, a, a good taste of, of, you know, this contest and kind of the fun we have and, you know, introduced a, a snowplow operator. And, um, and I think it is, it's, it's one of those things that, um, I think everybody's happily surprised at just how much this has captured people's attention and creativity. And, you know, also our, you know, motive too is just to remember that those snowplows are big, they're out there, um, and to be alert for them. And this gives a chance for people to, to take note, but have fun and, and participate in it as well. 
And the, the one chosen for the our district, District 6, is Scoop. There it is, right? Yes. Yep. And so yeah. I'll be honest with you. At first, I go, what? what? And I go, the commercials. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I that love the, the commercial. That's what surprised me. It took me so long to get it. Yes. Yeah, you which, almost have to have which, it with that little sing-song voice. hip-hop duo that does that commercial? What I can't remember their names anymore. Yeah, that's what's from dated the, from. From the 80s. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I don't know. There's some really good ones. Um, I got it. The Cleopatra. Cleopatra. That was a pretty good one. Yes. Or Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Yep. yep. But the one he got all the attention for was the Lizzo one. Blizzo. Yep. Not my favorite, but considering her popularity is pretty cool. Yeah, life is timing. I mean, she'd just come off the, you know, the Grammy win. And then here comes the snowplow with, that recognizes her. You know, and she's got, she spent some, you know, fair amount of time in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, um, so there, people have that, you know, extra affinity for her. And, um, yeah, and it wasn't even the top vote getter. You know, it was second, you know, it was, uh, you're a blizzard, Harry, you know, from Harry Potter, where Hagrid says that, you know, you're a wizard, Harry. And, um, so, I think, uh, but yeah, it got a lot of attention. She, you know, posted stuff on social media about it. Um, there was a, a, a classroom up in Osteo, Minnesota that really, you know, beat the drum and got, had a good <laughs> campaign for that. And I think had some fun with it. And, um, you know, there's still some Star Wars ones, you know, you got Han Snolo and, and Sleetwood Mac made it, you know, kind of timing thing again, you know, that was recently some of that was there. You know, I like the Blader Todd hot dish. It was kind of, you know, Minnesota. It's a good, good dish. Um, My somebody was no- better call salt. Yeah. You know, I was going to just say that one. And somebody was saying, you know, that's Rochester should have had that because in one yeah. of the, the intros, there's a stretch on North Broadway there um, where he's driving in a car and yeah. it's, you know, it's going by Gentling Dental, I think, in that area. Yeah, and it's and totally like, random. How did that get into the episode? It's, yeah. And then who discovered that? I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, <laughs> that was that was an education for me as well. Apparently, there are people that this is their hobby. Yes. That they watch shows and try to figure out where the locations are. And yeah. they have, you know, chat groups and they get together and spend their evenings discussing this. You know, where you know, did you see that segment of this show? And and. Mm-hmm. Somebody, it must have been somebody here in Rochester was participating in one of these groups and said, I know that stretch of road. Yeah. Because I saw yeah. the episode and I didn't, you know, I'm watching the episode. I, I it, it was like three, four seconds. Yeah. I, I sent it, the clip to my kids. I was like, hey, do you remember this? This is like the route we took, you know, how many thousand times to yeah. school? <laughs> so it's a better call salt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you had Hans Snolo. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think we got them all. The Sleetwood Mac. I thought that was pretty cute. Yep. Yeah, and scoop there it is. Um, this one will be down in our Winona um, truck station on Highway 61, and um, they're just waiting for the truck. It's going to get on a new truck, so they're right now we're just waiting for it to the truck to arrive. There was some delays on something, so we're hoping to get the the name uh, taped up on there and 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 watch MinDot social media because once everybody's got their names up, they'll be putting out a a nice compilation of all the trucks and the names and where they're at and um, kind of continue the fun. 
So if you had a garage at one of your district offices and they got assigned one of these trucks, and I know you guys put up the black tape lettering that signifies each truck, but let's say, you know, hypothetically somebody had some talent or knew somebody with talent, would they, people in St. Paul get mad if they did, you know, dressed it up a little bit, put a, some pinstriping on there, maybe a little painting, uh, I don't know. Potentially. I mean, I, I don't know I what it would be pretty cool. Are. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, there's always that option and they do give us the districts the option of, of naming as many plows as we'd like to, but it's kind of fun just to be a part of the statewide. Effort. Oh yeah. But I know, I know Duluth, um, has one with, uh, I think it's an Ojibwe, um, name, uh, because it's, it's adjacent to one of the, the Indian communities there, um, that they chose. Uh, so, you know, that may be something in the future, but I think right now it's just kind of fun to watch, you know, every, every winter we kind of come along. I've seen some people critique like maybe timing, we should do it more just as we're entering the winter season. Um, sometimes people like it now because it sort of, it breaks up the monotony of winter, you know, it oh, kind of, yeah. um, you know, but by the time the trucks roll out with the names, it's, um, you know, it's closer to the end of winter is the only thing, but I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a minor quibble. And also, you're right. The beginning of winter, the novelty, kids can go out sledding. People are finally getting skiing. They get their snowmobiles out. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, finally getting a chance to do some snowshoeing, country, country, um, cross country, whatever it is, cross country yeah. skiing. By February, the vast majority of us are pretty darn tired of it. Yeah, you've had the winter holidays, you've had, you know, your sports, your Super Bowl, you're kind of in that, that no man's land. And so, yeah, it kind of breaks it up because we're watching, you know, it melt and then it snow again. And then, it you know, it's like, what's it, is, our, is spring coming or is it winter still? And so and I go, I know we got to run, but I go back to this thing when it first started. Minda had no concept at all that it would be this popular. They thought it was going to be just kind of a goofy little thing to do. And now you're kidding national yeah. news coverage over it. That's that's about the ultimate marketing success story you could have. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean there was no motive to it. It was just like you say, have some fun and, and see where it goes and it's it's gone well. All right, Mike. I look forward to catching up in about a month. We'll talk to you again. Hopefully uh the temperatures will be a little bit warmer for us so we can enjoy uh enjoy it a little bit more. So thank you so much again for your time. Yeah, thanks for talking. Appreciate it. That's Midnight Mike, Mike Doherty, the Minnesota Department of Transportation on Rochester Today here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Rochester's radio home of Gopher Sports.